Do you, do you want a can? Enjoy the first 10 seconds of this, just being everyone hearing us cracking open our cans. Oh, okay. Alright. Uh, How are you boys? Good, yeah. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. Welcome to our recording of episode 3 of To Be Discussed, the Salty Studios podcast. This is Addison. This is Chris. This is Grady. Yeah. Grady Grady's is our, our guest for the week. Yeah, he's yeah. our community manager. He was just with us in PAX. I was indeed. How was that experience for you? It was a lot of fun. Um, I reckon I personally spoke to well over 800 people. Yeah, we, we did the calculations on our first first show that we reckon we were somewhere between 800 and 1,000. Yeah, and because I was like mainly at the booth the entire time and yeah. sitting next to people, um, talking to them about the game, I reckon I spoke to well, you had to almost beat everyone. Booth, didn't you? Yeah. As a, as a company, you had to beat the booth. You couldn't just rack yeah. off and go... Well, we, we had we had, we had our CEO, um, Chris, doing the you know usual networking going around talking oh, man, to people. I spoke to so many people. I had my Fitbit on, and I reckon, and I think on the second day, I did Ooh, nearly Fitbit thirty-two thousand steps. Fitbit. Because every time like someone wanted to have a chat with you, it wasn't like you chatted at their booth. It was like let's do it. You just went for a wander. Let's do a to tour. A let's things. do a tour of the convention. And you found discussions while you were walking. And so yeah. the entire time while he was off doing that, yeah. I was at the booth going, hey. Hey, men's, wanna, men's not hot. Wanna, men's wanna, not hot. Want to play a game? Want to want to check out a game that is? Uh, That's pretty cool. Why? Why is, it, fun? is there? Oh no, there is actually. I, I do remember that mobile streaming, mobile like uh, uh, podcasts. Yeah. You know. Oh, well, we should have done that. <laughs> yeah, that would have been really cool. Just like I a, mean, we did intend to do like live stuff. Um. Normally. Yeah. But I I don't know what happened. Did we just change our mind or? Just busy, you know, it was our first con, so yeah. there was a lot of things that went right, a lot of things to learn from. Yeah. But, um, Keyword being learn. Learn from, learn. no, it was yeah. it was our first big con, our first packs, and I think everything that went wrong, um, we fixed well. And we are yet to con more people. Yeah. Into buying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, what else do you, uh, do, you do for us at Salt Studios, Grady? I also assist in the running of our esports side, Down Tilt. Yes, uh, which Max a, from last week is the head of uh, is our spearhead for that. Yeah, as well. So I'm the community manager there, community manager there as well. Yep. Apologies. Um, so I just talk to people again and help make sure everything runs smoothly. Yep. Make sure no one essentially any... he does all the talking that I don't have to do. Yeah, if because people, I don't have time to. If people need a chat, I love a chat. Well, that's yeah. good. It's always good. That's why you're here. Yeah. Uh, and let the record show that Grady is a massive geek. And that's why... That's why we brought him. That's why we dragged him. That's why he's here today. That's actually why we dragged him along to a, uh, a viewing of Justice League. Dragged me along. I begged Dra- you to come along. Yeah. Yeah, no, he... I'm not sure who dragged who, but he willingly... <laughs> I'm going to have to bring, I'm gonna have to bring up notes on, on the film. And this probably isn't a good thing going in. Right. We're going to have a bit of a talk, a bit of a review of it. So, I've forgotten about 80% yeah. of that film. So while, while Chris looks up uh, the... I've re-triggered re- my memory. <laughs> notes, and, and I'm triggering his memory, yeah. Um, so we came up with the idea that we were going to go watch Justice League as a company. And then so that we could talk about it. Yeah. And so now here we are. And for me, the it's fresh in my mind because... 
it was an experience <laughs> and, and we wanted Grady to come with as well because we wanted him to come here and, and talk about it as well. Let the record also show that he is currently here with a green yeah. lantern I just, I just want to paint a picture for everyone is that Chris, to my right, is wearing a Batman shirt. I'm wearing a green lantern shirt and Addison is... He's the weak link. He's the weak link here. He is wearing no DC or anything of any kind. He's just completely naked right now. No, he's not naked. He's wearing no. camo pants. Camo pants, so you can't see my legs. Yeah. So, um, it's a film. That's my interpretation of it. If you guys want to go from there. <laughs> the best review. A movie. A movie. It was a... I don't know, man. It's so hard to put it <coughs> on words. Okay, it was an entertaining movie. We did, uh, we did talk a little bit about this once we got out of this. Where should we start off first with talking about? Like, what, uh, okay, we can, we can put it, but let's get this. The TLDR of it is, it's by far the best DC movie, <laughs> but that is... Chris's that, opinion. That is my opinion, and also not, like, it's, it's not really a high standard. I don't think much of any of the DC films. Like, I mean, I get people mad when I say I don't like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman as a film as, as like, has too many errors and inconsistencies in filming. For... No way. The best DC film was that, um, like, I've got to disagree with you about that. The absolute best DC film has to be that one with Josh Brolin in it. Oh, Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Mini guns on a horse. <laughs> like, dude, check it out. Yeah. Nah. Um, I'd recommend Jonah Hex. So, uh, so yeah, quick intro. It was a film. We went to go watch it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, okay. It was the fun cast. with the people. Yeah, the people. The, <laughs> the people we went with was, was fun. The discussions about the movie afterwards. <laughs> um, I distinctly remember at the very end of the movie. Wait, if we start, there's going to be lots of spoilers. Yeah, like, just assume you're, you're watching it, or not watching, you're consuming or listening to a podcast about a film. Assume there will be mild spoilers or. We're not going to go into anything too dramatic that hasn't been revealed in press already. Yeah. Like, but there may we may just stumble over things here and there. Like, but, I guess the biggest thing is yes, Superman is in it, and if you have missed any of the fifty million articles about the fact they needed to <coughs> digitally all the posters di- di- digitally Superman take off su- Superman's moustache or the uh, junkets with Henry Cavill participating yeah. and doing interviews. Um, but yeah, no, one of the things I didn't notice Addison was in the theatre until the end where he turned it around to me and said, well, that was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was something I watched. Oh, your exact words. Yeah. And then a couple of expletives and <laughs> you went on about the CGI for a yeah, second. Yeah, the CGI the CGI's pretty, fucking pretty well killed me. The special effects of the film, I felt like, like my eyes were sore by the end of it because I... Like cyborg in the film, I think is is was pretty pretty cool. Of a he character. looks unfinished. Yeah, but, yeah. But he worked kind of. If you that makes sense. Oh, I don't. The character I don't, design looked unfinished. I don't that's, believe that's, so. There's a reason for that, and that's obviously shown. It's explained at the end. Explained yeah. the end why he is like that. Explained during the movie why he is what he is. But I felt I felt definitely from what the previous showings of was, he comes across a lot better in the film. Yeah, but. I'm not. I'm not talking about the character himself. To talk about the look of him. Like, yeah. Oh, that's what like, I mean. Yeah, like, character, with, with yeah. the CGI, he's literally entirely CGI. Like you can, you can, you can't tell me that you look at his face and you say, "Oh no, that's that's a person's that's, face superimposed." Like that's part it, face. It looks horrible. It's so smooth. It looks unnatural. How hard is it to to like film someone in a sweater or like a sweat top with a with a hoodie on? And not just put prosthetic bits of metal on their face. And LED under and the LEDs shirt. under the I shirt. I mean, to like, be honest, they did like, that in 
Avengers or any Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, Iron Man. He's got LED under the rather than chest. But this guy's got a couple of bits on his face. It's like how can't how come you can't just like spit on a bit of aluminium can and stick it on his chin? Like we're, we're currently like, drinking from a bunch of cans. We yeah, just and like how them. hard is it to go out Let's and go cut grab them, a, turn them inside out and make it okay? So just to let you know, there may be a Anderson cyborg cosplay coming out. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be I'd awesome. Be ha- I'd be happy to, but I've got a. I've got to be covered entirely in like blue screen. <laughs> That'll be just, just, no, just like wear a green morph suit. Who yeah, are you? green morph suit. Yeah, yeah. I'm then... There's a bunch of like um, I do a reflection on the movie, and I was like, all right, cool. I can enjoy parts. I understand parts. Um, but there's just the inconsistencies, right? The biggest one for me, right, is that the plot is apparently starting because Superman died, right? Yeah. Superman's only been super on the planet for like, what, 34 years? How did the said plot device not activate in the 5,000 years it's been on Earth? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, we've just broken Grady. Uh, no, I just, I just thought about that, like... It just, like, I just clicked the reason, over. The reason is... Okay, so the reason is the movie starts is because... And during that time, Wonder Woman didn't know she was, like... I no, sleep. no, sorry, a little, bit, a little bit before that, yeah, she was... Yeah. Like, the movie, the, the main plot of the movie is something happens, and the reason it happens is because it's mystically detected Superman has died at the end of Batman vs. <laughs> Superman, right? Like I there's, said... There's three all-sparks from Transformers. Transformers. <laughs> They've all showed up <laughs> in this universe, and the Allspark three is Three Tesseracts like, from the Three Tesseracts. Oh, I swear <laughs> there was something like six Allsparks in those movies. Yeah. Um, there's five of those, man. So, there's a crossover happening. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles should have showed up realistically. I mean, yeah, they're, they're in Injustice 2. That yeah, Injustice 2. Awesome. So if the TMNT showed up, honestly, I think it would have made the film infinitely better. Um, it's got uh, Batman, which I actually enjoy Ben Affleck. As ben Batman. Affleck's Batman is Batfleck. actually... Is yeah, actually... Yeah. <laughs> is, minus the controversy that's following him around with all this sexual assault stuff in um, Hollywood and stuff and how that seems to be the only thing that's brought up in his interviews. Yeah. No one's commenting that he actually does a real yeah, it's, solid it's hard. It's really hard to, to admit that, that someone did a great job as an actor at their job. And but he's been has been a shitty person. In the so, past yeah. So if someone was a was a bad person, that doesn't stop them from like being good at what they were doing. Yeah. Um. So it's like so every like every all, every interview for every press I've watched for this film, and they're talking about it, they don't talk about the film, and you, and they're just like, oh, so after all these Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, you're like, what about your things from like ten years ago? I said I understand that's a topic, but so minus that, props to Ben Affleck. Yeah. Really, he. I think he does a great I, I job. I feel like he really tried to push his character and to get his character over, because it felt like the writing was so off. Yeah, the writing felt so <laughs> for for uh, as well renowned actor as Ben Affleck is, sometimes you got to wonder. Even with Daredevil, like, what is this guy doing in these films? Because know. he is such a big name. He's got some serious yeah, star uh, power Oscar behind winning, him. Oscar winning director, it, exactly. But you know, he's he's playing Batman. There is a entire lineage and wealth of good and bad Batman actors yeah. in the past um the fact that they're yeah, film are being my favourite for reasons <laughs> the fact that they're talking about like, or he's even talking about you know leaving in the past yeah, he's, he's, apparently he's talking about gold yeah because he it's it's just how chaotic DC yeah. and Warner Brothers are yeah you know? because but if, if you, have I mean, you heard have you heard though who who um the Matt Reeves pick is Jake Gyllenhaal Jake Gyllenhaal yeah but that's so weird I just wouldn't I wasn't his sister like 
in yeah, yeah Maggie, Maggie, Maggie was in Maggie role, like was in um, a, a, a in she, Maggie was a step in. As she well. replaced. She was. She was a step in. She replaced um, the plot thickens. Yeah, she replaced Tom Cruise's ex-wife. Yeah. Um, Katie Holmes. Oh, in Katie in Holmes. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Katie Holmes was Rachel Dawes in the first Bat- in yeah. Batman yeah. and in Batman the Dark Begins, Knight series in Batman Begins, and, and then, then she was replaced by Maggie Gyllenhaal. And then she got like a plumper cheeks in the second one, and you're like, out oh, what? But but yeah, no, I think Ben Affleck as someone who has worked on many, many, many films as a director, producer, actor, if he's experiencing that kind of chaos and infighting within a company, I feel like the safest thing for him to do would be talking well, about getting to out. To be honest, they, I, yeah, they I have love, no idea what they I love Zaxon, so a lot of Zack Snyder's films, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I like, it's, when it's stylized, it's really enjoyable. Yeah. I'm one of those very rare people that enjoyed the Watchmen film more than the graphic novel. I like okay. the Watchmen film. I could not stand Sucker Punch. I hated Sucker Punch. Yeah, yeah. See, I enjoyed Sucker Punch for what it was. It was just a, a, a quacky psycho film. It's, it's a lot. People tried to kind of I, th- I, think I, of it as more deeper than it I, really was. I, it wasn't for me. That was the portrayal of the women and the characters. Go on. That's a topic for another time. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. yeah. But I just like, I just think like with Zack Snyder, I just find he doesn't seem to have a clear cut message besides those gloomy dark shots and that came across in Justice League but what you need to remember is Justice League way through Justice League he had uh, that tragedy happen with his family and Joss Whedon stepped in and yeah. you can tell this movie is a product yeah, of two there was, directors there was, a, there was a lot of really colourful scenes which came out of nowhere there's a lot of duality yeah mm. and just that's just because like even though Crisis Snyder on and, Infinite Earths ha <laughs> ha you nerd um <laughs> I just said that there's a whole moment of self-realisation there um we need to get Cameron for this because every time I have a moment of self like yeah, he's just standing there like wide-eyed in awe. But yeah, yeah um, Joss Whedon, um, he, his no matter how good of friends that Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon are, their directorial styles are almost completely different. You know, Joss yeah. Whedon is a much more wordy, self-aware direction style. You know, and you can feel that in some of the um, yeah, in like Avengers, dialogue. like Avengers he's, one and two, you can feel yeah. That. But you listen, but see, honestly, I don't even, I don't even feel like Avengers 1 and 2 with Joss Whedon. They don't feel very Really? Because when, when you look at James Spader's Ultron, like, yes, it's a very James Spader-ish character, but can you, like, listening to him talk, just, it's yeah, a level the, of the ride, the riding, high no, pomp and I, circum- No, I still feel like uh, Joss Whedon just kind of got duped by Disney in those ones because of that. Uh, I, I feel like every Marvel film almost blends into the same mess. Of, of, and just, you, of just comic do you reckon they tried to do it with Justice League because that's what I feel like he's going back to Justice League there's so much banter between these characters like, but that was the bit Flash, I enjoyed the Flash big spoiler sorry guys but the Flash can run fast he can run fast but also he is just a another goofy kid that tells a bunch of one liner stupid jokes like there's this one joke where he's like uh, what even is brunch? Huh? Like, right, in, in, introduce the laugh track right now. Uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, I know. And it's so... And, it's, and actually, I found the connection. The plot thickens even more, everybody. <laughs> because the Flash, being this weird kind of outsider goofy kid, um, and he says all these really stupid jokes that aren't funny. Uh, Sheldon Cooper has a Flash shirt... <laughs> as well and he says a bunch of really stupid jokes that aren't funny but they actually have a laughing track so I feel like they're gonna like 
interlude these two timelines. Here's, here's an interesting the thought. Plot will here's an interesting thought onto that. Just just a sidestep before we get back on track with the Justice League talk is that yeah. the Flash's movie is destined to be Flashpoint Paradox. I mean, they're already talking about it. Yeah, he's yeah. Flash by what? Flashpoint, Flashpoint Paradox, Paradox, where the the universe resets. So oh. Flash goes back in time to stop his mother from dying, which causes a whole another ripple effect. Like uh, everything. Thomas Thomas Wayne is Batman. Wayne and Martha die. Wayne dies. Bruce, yeah. Bruce, sorry, yeah, dies, and Martha becomes the Joker. Well, a bunch of things. Like I'd that. love to see Lauren Cohen as the Joker, though. She's the one who played Martha in BBS. I want to. I want to see. I honestly, I would love to just see Matthew McConaughey as Reverse Flash. I think that role would be perfect. Matthew for McConaughey. Yeah. Well, all right, all right, all right. I just feel as if I just feel. I just feel as if he would be a great Eobard Thorn. Just the character, mm. but got, yeah, Flash. As everyone's saying that, like the Flash was a really strong point of Justice League. Yeah, he no got on my nerves. I oh absolutely. He did. As someone who watches the Grant Gustin Flash TV show regularly, and people say that's like that's a, I really like his style of Flash. And from everything, like I'm a big Flash fan. You know, we were talking about Rebirth and Godspeed and everything, yeah, yeah. all that stuff in the car on the way to Justice League, and I was just like, oh, the Barry Allen that I grew up with and it's like did they try to make him Wally West by giving the Barry, well, yeah, Barry here, here's name? the thing that um, Wally West was the Flash for 25 years um, Barry had been dead in the comics and Wally was the Flash definitive Flash for 25 years before Barry came back in Blackest Night lead ups all that kind of stuff before the hardcore reboot of New 52 but what they've done with this Barry Allen with Ezra Miller's Barry Allen and I'm not saying it's a bad um, incarnation I think it's it's very it's competent. Take. It's competent. I think what it's a, the movie is, I think, I think it's, it's a very fresh take. I don't think and it's, it's fresh at all. I feel like it's just... It's brought some much-needed light. I can see how it's come about compared well, to how the other movie is. Because it's sellable to kids having a goofy dude. Like, that's all Stark is. Yeah. That's like that's literally all every character in the Avengers is at this point. Is They're all just like, ha-ha, blah-blah-blah-blah-blah, punchline allow the, the people watching it to have a bit of time to laugh at it yeah. and then they go on with the dialogue and it feels so forced yeah but there's um, I think this innovation is just this weird mishmash of something new a little bit of Barry and a lot of Wally um, one of the things that really interested me is when he did make that brunch joke he then followed it up with saying sometimes people are too slow and that's really like very important to the Flash character you know you got to understand the Flash sees everything kind of almost in super slow-mo half the time because he can move at these incredible speeds that he, um, he doesn't I mean, get... I mean, they make a joke about that in the, Grant, in, um, the new TV show. In the, in the first episode of the TV show, um, Grant Gustin's Flash has been locked in the Speed Force. He, he comes out and he, he wants to watch Game of Thrones. So Cisco, the scientist, he gives him the entire season at times 9,000 speed. And, just and he it just watches it. He's like, oh... Now I know yeah. everything. I've but, seen it all. But there's this... I think that's really important to the character of, of Flash. I think it's a really key point is that people sometimes go too slow for him. So this is this adaptation of Flash is very much... I'm very awkward and very, you know, um, marketable to kids, as you were saying. I'm very awkward and very um, jokey because I've already thought the conversation through a billion times. I've already, you know, you've, I've heard you say every version of what you're going to say before you've said the first sentence because his brain's going too quick, ticking over. I think there's also a lot of the, it's almost like the socially awkward, almost autistic line they're That's going with I it. Felt. 
with a fair few characters recently. Um, you find that in, in even in Power Rangers, you know the Blue Ranger. Yeah, Blue Ranger was cast as autistic. Like, like the character was defined as he's on the spectrum. He wasn't defined, but he just mentioned it once, and then he's like, "Oh, I don't get people." And I think that's what they're kind of they're doing with this one. Going for but that. it feels so forced. It is. You know? It's like it's it's so to to, to step away. Like from someone who has a like, oh, cool, he can sense things so much quicker. Cool, he's got a sensory disorder. Yeah. To step away from the forced thing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> to step away from the forcing, you've got the complete opposite, which I thought was Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Yeah. So I felt, yeah, I agree with you that Flash felt really forced. Cyborg's parts felt really forced. But I feel as if you got the opposite fence, which was Batman, and I really enjoyed Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. I think... I'll let, I'll let them... you guys talk about Aquaman and I'll jump in and I'll put my say in about Roman Reigns as well. <laughs> All of these actors are fans. That's what I've found. Um, whether they're is new ben, fans is, or is, old is fans. Is Ben Affleck a fan? He doesn't look happy anytime he's talking. Sad Affleck. Remember the sad no, Affleck? No, yeah, even, even in yeah. some junkets, he's a fan of the actors he's working with and thus a fan of the project. Um, in fact, there was um, in BVS, there was a bit of a friendly slash unfriendly competition where Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill before you know they start their um, scenes they would you know get the pump on they would get you know lift a few things to get that definition showing uh, that turned into who can lift the biggest thing and it became quite nasty at one point because it was just like oh, I'm, I'm bigger than you but they, they became friends and they bonded over that yeah um, and now okay, you know they're good mates like Henry Cavill everything I yeah, see he's just so Lovely, and just he loves being Superman. But Jason Momoa, I can really tell in the junkets that he's done and in the interviews that he's done, he just loves being there. He loves being with these people too. On his Instagram, he's just like every time he sees them, even even in Game of Thrones, he like whenever he sees Amelia Clark, it's just them smiling, having a great time, or if he's with the um, Justice League team and the actors, just a great time. He just seems like a moving party. And he loves what he's doing. Excuse me. Um, what I can say about his characters, they've... A lot of these characters have come from more than 90s and almost like the Justice League animated TV show. So yeah, Aquaman well, well, has come well, back. Aquaman was really like... And I'll, I'll say it yeah. straight up. Aquaman sucked. He sucked. And then during the 90s, when they gave him a goatee uh, and they cut off his arm and they gave him a, yeah, hook some long locks, like then he became cool because yeah. he was like... He was new and edgy. And that yeah. was cool for edgy kids back then, because I was a little edgy kid, and I loved that stuff. But, early Aquaman sucked. Don't tell me he didn't suck. Well, Take him to more Submariner garbage. <laughs> Chuck him elsewhere. <laughs> get, get rid of name. I, 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 will, I will say I have one complaint. I have one complaint about Aquaman, and that's when he, he saves the dude in the trailer, puts him on the thing, and says, grabs a bottle of whiskey, and says, that's on him. Uh, the bottle of whiskey's on him. That's in the trailer, so that's not a spoiler. My issue is that he's drinking it, and he throws the bottle into the sea before jumping back in. Oh, he's just polluting the place. My issue which I have with him. My issue which I have with him. Now, uh, I don't agree with over sexualization of anything. That's right, that's exactly where I'm going. Oh, um, I don't like over, and, and in, in, in the comic in the comic community, you know, it's it's comic books have always got, you know, over sexualization. That I can kind of give a bit of a pass because we understand just how silly it is. But all Aquaman felt like was he was just there to take his shirt off and then just tense up, you know? Like, there was this one scene where he, they had I mean, a dialogue and um, uh, Ben Affleck's character, Batman, is like, uh, all right, bro, just 
think about it, you know, and then Aquaman goes, yeah, well, I'm going to take off this jacket, I'm going to sit there in the water, I'm going to What was the line? And then strongest he said, I don't man, even remember. strongest alone. Yeah, I don't even remember what the hell he said. All I know What's is he just sat there and he just kind of like, I half expected him to kind of like bounce a peck here or there. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a very good looking dude when it comes to my figure. That's not what I'm angry at. All right, you know. Are you sure? <laughs> no, stop I'm body sure. shaming. No, no, yeah, I'm sure. I see I where sure. you're coming from, though, because no. there were some but girls sitting was, it was like to the right. He did everything like. but pull out some Tupperware with some whipped cream in it, and then just start selling some Tupperware. You know, like, like, oh, no one he goes to this this like degraded little town to help the people because he's like, you know, all these birds down this way. Uh, what's up? But I will argue that Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill do the exact same thing in the movie. Henry Cavill is like shirtless. Yeah, I know. In one I know. of his fight scenes. Yeah, I know. There's one. There's one scene where he does that, like where he just John Cena's up, and then he just kind of like yeah. shows up and whatever, uh, because you can't keep this guy down. Oh yeah. By the way, yeah. like, like we've said it before, Superman is in this film. Like, they can try and hide it and do it. Whether you, it be in flashbacks or whatever. Yeah, you have, or the cup that you buy at the cinema. Yeah, you. Ha- yeah, the cup you buy at the cinema has like, the Batman vs Superman ending that alluded to him being alive. Like, it's. It's all there. I mean, you D- DC announced the Man of Steel sequel and all that stuff. So, so yes, he yeah. is there. Well, it's not a spoiler. If you're thinking he's not there, I don't know what you're Even in one of the posters, promotional posters, um, the- all the heads of the characters and all the outlines of the main cast create the outline of Superman. Yeah. There's like literally his... His, his name appears on the poster you credits. You can't save the world. But... Aquaman, back to Aquaman, but Aquaman was just just felt like he was just this sex symbol in the film, you know. Uh, and he did That's have some, he did have some pretty cool. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but but and like he he is an, he's an attractive dude, you know. He looks good, but it's like, it's the same as I would get angry if if they had um, Gal Gadot. Is that a name? Yeah, Gal, Gal Gadot. Yeah, if they had Gal Gadot kind of come in, and then they just and she did like this really cool pose. You know, in in her like Greek style um, armor, um, and then they just kind of zoomed in to her cleavage. That would that would annoy me as well. I wouldn't be able to watch Did the film. Not... I, yeah, I couldn't because it really it just it just detaches me. I will from make it. a point there when um, Barry and Bruce are getting off the plane, um, and uh, Wonder Woman is there to meet them. Diana's there to meet them. There is a low hanging shot of her butt in leather pants. So they're already doing that. No, I saw I saw that scene. I saw that part, but it's literally it's like for a, like half a second, if that. So when they linger on it, I, I don't. I don't. I, think, I, don't, I don't think they linger on as, her okay, that much. So as a father, oh, anything, as a, as actually, a fa- I didn't see a as a father of a daughter. Right, I I just ever since I had a daughter, I cannot do anything that shows hypersexualization. hypersexualization. That's just see, a, I I can if the film kind of if the film stylized enough to be able to do that. So, but not. Uh, Definitely, like, 300, you know, I can watch 300 and just watch a bunch of dudes just kind of sit there, literally, and just have six-packs for the sake of having six-packs. I can go and watch, like, um, like, I could play DOA, <laughs> you know, um, because, because it's, it's exactly what I'm, what I'm for, you know, but with, I don't feel like Gal Gadot kind of copped that as much as what, um, Gal Gadot definitely was one of the stronger parts. She of. was, for me... She's the best part of the film. This, the strongest actor and Absolutely. the strongest character. She was such a good character. Um, and her development. See, um, see, here's my thing. I feel as if she had no. De- I know, and I say this to people all the time. Right, you go back and watch Wonder Woman. The first half of the movie, she's innocent. Welcome to New World. 
girl next door, whatever. Just moving town. Heart, and then suddenly she becomes attack dog. There's no character development. It's just bad. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't like that. She's an attack dog. But in this, in Justice League, she gets all that development. And she, she's one, excellently portrayed by Gal Gadot. Yeah. Um, and secondly, just has the best lines and the best motivation. Mm. Yeah. And, and when she, she's arguing points in the film as her character... And they make so much sense. Like it's, and it's so good that yeah. she's she's doing that. She's not. And, and the thing was, there was this one part where she argued with with Batman, and or Bruce Wayne at the time. Um, she Same argued with Bruce Wayne about this point that eventually she was wrong about. Mm. But that doesn't matter because, like, the re- she argued about it, and it was technically like kind of I believe was kind of like the the best thing to go about it. Um, but for the story's sake, and but it was so good. It was so good to see that, that she she was a character that was arguing a point, and she, even though she was the best character and she was such a good character, and she does sound like even her voice is the voice of reason. She's got such a soft spoken voice, but it's still so it's so forceful, and um, got so much character. But she still doesn't get the argu- she doesn't win the argument. No. It goes over to Bruce. Bruce doesn't even get over the Bruce. The fact that Cyborg runs the calculations of said thing in the background. I don't like Cyborg, and I'm going to tell you why. All right? This guy, at one point, nearly shoots a couple of people because they get angry at him, and he says, oh, no, it's my my software or whatever. It's my my suit's defense mechanism. That's always been a thing. This guy can code himself into, like, the the Pentagon. How come... And then he can change himself physically. How come... He can't just go, oh, let me just rewrite my code so I don't shoot my friend in the face. Because he's, he's, he's not a code, it's an AI. He's yeah. fi- it's he, he, him and he's fighting an AI within himself. He's just that's learned so he's stupid. got these powers. That's, like, always, that's always what he's been characterized. Yeah, being realistically... Like. Um, it's fighting for his humanity and getting his control yeah, of his body but, back. But realistically, with Cyborg in this film, uh, he's only had his powers for maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a few months, but... He has never tested them in the field in a combat situation. So when he is in a hostile environment, he's had no clue this is that this happens. This is, they mentioned in the movie, they said every day he wakes up... And there's like a new power. upgrade. There's a new upgrade. Yeah. He's like, and he starts flying. He's like, I couldn't do that yesterday. Yeah. The AI is writing things for him in the background. Yeah. That's always been his character. And that's, that the, always... that's the sinister motivation. Because he is... You see it in BBS. He's made from the mother box. Yeah. Um, and the mother box is a... If you're, if, if you're a comic... Um, nerd like myself. It's 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 the Tesseract. It's 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 a mother box is this all powerful, not all powerful machine used by the new gods, which is that can create boom tubes, which I'll talk about in a sec. There, it can create like teleportation boom tubes and um, do all sorts of miraculous things. Um, because he is made of it, and it, it is, I believe, from Apocalypse, so it is not inherently evil, but it is. Yeah, because they have like their own personality. Yeah, it is inherently yeah. aggressive. So he is learning to get along. Have you, have you know Blue Beetle at all? No. So Blue Beetle is a similar thing. He's got a foreign alien scarab on his back that forms into armor with its own AI. And that thing also, there's also a yeah. battle for control there. It's an instinct to kill. Yeah. yeah. It's just subroutines and um, a bunch of self-preservation. It's essentially a way of making the character interesting. Yeah. And so if they do that in his own film, it'll, it might be he'll, his film is potentially the greatest amount for story in terms of a greater universe because if he's having nightmares about apocalypse and nightmares about um the mother box and everything 
that's going to give you a great catch-up session, you know, rather yeah. than, you know, Thanos sitting in Marvel, you know, for three movies, he could have flashes forward to Apocalypse. You yeah. could see Darkseid. I really hated that flash forward, that flash scene in Batman vs Superman. I yeah. Did not st- I yeah. It. It's all about her. She's the king. She's the king. Well, Save I mean, they, Lois Lane. Yeah. But that's, you Stupid. know. That's just another way of introducing a greater universe. Um, yeah, I, what I, a, I do feel like we kind of just jumbled those characters in there just so that we could make separate films later. Which yeah. I know is it's exactly what they're doing because it's what Marvel does. But, but, Marvel. but, then, but then these characters just kind of drop in without anything. Like... Uh, we see a little bit of Atlantis at one point. Yeah. Oh. Aquaman kind of just shows up and then there's this little bit of detail where it's like, oh, where have you been, Sonny Jim? Yeah. It's, and he's it's, like, I'm about to fuck off ski anyway. And then every other nerd, comic book nerd, is like, I know her. She yeah. is important. She was in the trailer. Yeah, but... But, the but then every is, other person yeah. in the movie who doesn't know the comics, maybe, has been like, why is her outfit different? Is she meant to have some sort of greater... Why is she played by a very well-known character? But actor, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't have to be a comic book fan to enjoy the films because they're a separate medium. Mm. Um, so, anyway, yeah. so overall... overall we'll yeah, go, we'll wrap we'll it up. Over. We've been going on about this for a Yeah, so Chris, long. what did you think of the film as a whole? Uh, definitely the best DC movie, but still sucked. So um, I'll give it a 6 out of 10. I... Loved it, to be honest. I had a great time. A lot of the banter, a lot of the character interaction scenes were really, really good. I think they nailed aspects of these characters. I give it, I don't know, if we're going a scaling system. Uh, you have to. Seven I... out of ten. I, um... I'm, doing, I'm doing my film school critique, like just the way it was filmed and edited. Yeah. Just shit. Well, I disagree. Oh, I don't... I don't... I don't care too much about like how something is filmed edited for instance I just recently watched a film called um, and th- th- this goes into how I rate this film so I watched the film it was a fun movie uh, I'd probably pay maybe four bucks <laughs> to, to, to like own a physical copy of it if that um, but I recently watched a film with Henry Rollins in it called The Last Heist and that was a really low budget be great film that was just stupid Go and watch it. I watched that, and I rated that higher than this film because it was something fun that I enjoyed, and it was it was aware of itself. Yeah, I think Justice League felt like it didn't. It tried. Have, it tried to take itself too seriously. Good direction. It didn't didn't feel like it was consistent in a lot of fields. It wasn't cohesive. Yeah, it's it messy. But but it was watchable. Yeah. I can watch it, but I can watch that as much as I can. I can watch like Age of Ultron. They're just big CGI fests. I can watch them. I can have a beer. I can play some Skyrim. I'd be happy to watch it again. I just would not. I wouldn't. I don't want Chris to pay for it again for me. I wouldn't go out of my way. I wouldn't go out of my way to have Chris oh, pay. For okay, it let's put this. Too. Let's put it this way. If I had to choose between watching Justice League or doing anything else, I'd probably do anything else. Yeah. Um. But leading on to the comic book discussion of Justice League, something I wanted to bring up as a good topic for today was um, Disney and Marvel and Disney and Star Wars. I just think let's go from one comic book thing, let's go to the, the big company that's owning some comic book things, yeah. which is um, yeah Disney and most recently them shutting down Marvel Heroes. So yeah. what Marvel Heroes is, it's if you've ever played Diablo, it's Diablo with Marvel-style characters and everything. And I'll bring up the official reason that they they said that 
I personally think it's because um, that they're really wanting to control their brand and, and stuff like that. Just which is what they did with Star Wars, and we'll get to that later. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, but Fran- Fran- <coughs> aside. Uh, we regret to inform our Marvel Heroes fans that we have ended our relationship with Gazillion Entertainment and that the Marvel Heroes game will be shut down. We would like to sincerely thank the players who joined the Marvel Heroes community and will provide any further updates as they become available. Like, we will be giving EA the contract now to make another MMO with lots of microtransactions. <laughs> I don't think so, after playing with Star Wars. Um, I just think... The reason I wanted to bring it up is because I want to see what you guys think about why. There has been no discussion as to why this has happened. I, I personally think it's brand control. I think that they that Disney really just want to try and get it locked in. No, I, I think it's something something far beyond our recognition as human beings. Like, we, we can't comprehend. see... We can't comprehend... Yeah, comprehension. Well, we can't comprehend just what Disney, what the all-powerful Disney Disney brain is. Now, now, just so you know, deep down inside the Disney headquarters... The bowels of Disney. The bowels of the Disney headquarters, there is this 300-foot deep, deep pit that's guarded, and there is this giant brain down there that pulsates uh, an electronic current that we've never seen before on this planet. Now, that that is the mastermind of Disney, and they've decided that they want to they cut off this part of 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 I'm their sorry. brand. I just imagine this giant brain with mouse ears. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's great, I love it. Walt Walt Disney uh, actually came was the first person to come in contact with this brain and then he put his fortune into um building this this encased area for yeah. this brain and to, to absorb its energy. So now and I think that they've cut this off simply because they want to cause pain to other human beings <laughs> because that's why they bought Marvel that is why they bought Star Wars this, this brain <laughs> feeds off the negative everything. this isn't what I wanted others. to talk about too by the way and then I really hope that this doesn't ruin any further brand, future brand deals or something <laughs> with Disney Disney I'll do I'll take it over. yeah no Disney no Disney as a, as a brand though as a brand though, they absolutely push themselves to the limit um, they do some amazing stuff to yeah, be honest they, it's just like um, if, if this is about backpedal, brand backpedal, protection backpedal. or this it's is not about, really a backpedal this is about like just refining their brand then I guess it's a really good thing because I'm not sure how many people play Marvel Heroes I know I played it a lot I know Khalil played it a lot Khalil's one of our other community managers um, and that's it yeah. <laughs> it's like the Matrix um, online game. There was yeah. a Matrix online game. No, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I don't. So, so one current uh, employee who wished who wished to remain anonymous said that um, over the past two to three months, he had been developing features for the game, but was not very confident that they would eventually be implemented. Um, while they're sitting there flaming us, our hands are tied. So essentially, what was but it sounds like they were working on stuff, but they also weren't being told if they could release it. Okay. Uh, Marvel Heroes former creative director Jeff Donis told Kotaku, so I'm reading this from Kotaku, so take it with a grain of salt, obviously. Um, yeah. Layoffs would definitely not be the fault of the internal men and women who actually worked on the game mm. itself. So that kind of adds to my theory that it is brand control. Yeah. Um, which in no means is any bad thing it just it's just an unfortunate thing i know that as the owner well, i'm sure there's another place for those people to i don't go I, to in the, it doesn't, in the it doesn't sound field. like they're looking losing any jobs so yeah. which is good so but but the thing is as someone who owns a company owns like ips and stuff i would be pretty protective of our brands and yeah. like 
either as you're starting out or you're a major company, well, you're they going might, to... They might be just regurgitating the assets, really. They could be They could be planning oh. something bigger. <coughs> Why don't, you, you, you never know. Um, but yeah, moving on from that brings me to the other Disney thing, which is yeah. uh, Battlefront 2, which was notorious for its microtransactions. Yes, and we did talk about that in a previous podcast yeah. as well. We understand that during the work, EA backed off the Battlefront 2 microtransactions. Word has recently come out that that was a call from Disney mm. due to EA damaging their brand oh. because people were saying that yeah, they're, they're done. Makes sense because Star Wars Episode Eight is less than a month away. Yeah, yeah. Do they yeah. really want to go in with bad press on that from Battlefront yeah. 2? Especially because you're using characters that will appear in Episode 8. Yeah, yeah. You know, that is Kylo Ra- Ren, Ray, Ray yeah. Finn, Captain Phasma, yeah. Location, Starkiller Bases in there. Yeah, so, you know... Like, it's like, a good game, but yeah, damn. But I, can, I can see where Disney's coming from. Oh, I can also see the fan, the fan outcry in terms of... People have like tried to run the tests. I'm on the fan side. To yeah, be and the fact that like, Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker takes forty in-game hours to unlock, or a paywall, or, or you a paywall. pay for it. Now this is this is it in feels the original a Battlefront scummy. games. In the original Battlefront games, it was like, oh crap, four minutes until you get to go in there and just and then just and, hack and slash. call in your hero. Yeah, yeah. And well, so here's the thing that the good thing about that one, and I wish is always the best player on the team got the hero. Yeah, and you knew you knew you're doing well. You knew you were going to be offered the hero. Yeah, um, my issue with this is that like I love the game. The gameplay is real smooth. The graphics are gorgeous and everything like that. The story they, they tried advertising a, a campaign for it. The campaign's pretty rubbish. Don't care about that. It's just it's your standard. You play as the bad guy, then they eventually start working for the um, rebels. Yeah, I, che- I checked out the story. Um, it's pretty rubbish. Don't get too keen to play as the bad guy. Yeah, but you don't play as a bad guy for very long. Yeah. Um, it's just like the other Star Wars game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the progression for it is fucking awful. You got to get star yeah. cards, and the star cards have a value, and that determines your player rank. So you, you know how in Call of Duty you level up. What the hell? What? How? Yeah. You, Please explain. You know how in Call of Duty you get you don't just you, you don't get just ex- like get a rank from being good. No, you get no. A, every star card adds <laughs> to that rank. So I was a level I was a level zero assault for so long. I said, what the hell am I level zero assault? And then I got a bunch of star cards and my star cards like, you're a level eight assault now. I'm like, what the fuck? What? He's got the worst and the re so that is the progression system. And here's where the shit comes into play. Oh my you God. buy star cards with real life money and you get free bonuses that aren't level capped. The bonuses are not level. So the, the top tier skills, like I have one for Yoda, that is like all his moves cost like less than 50% stamina now, like a 50% and like a faster. That is a broken card if you're That's playing disgusting. as disgusting. I got that for like off a of first draw. Imagine if you paid that. Imagine if you paid real money and got that. Your Yoda would be, I'm technically level six as an overall XP in the game. Yeah. My Yoda is, Dumb. He's broken. Stupid. That's yeah. so dumb. That's not. I was like, I was like, oh, maybe I've got to be like in game level twenty to use this card. No, no, if you've got Yoda, you can use it. No, I'm like, you're fucking, you fucking serious. That's so weird. The game, and you can tell, like, some of the star cards and some of how it works is so bad. Mm. Like they get better weapons, they get better abilities and stuff like. One of them is like, oh. To be fair, did you expect anything? To from me, an EA game? Yeah, from an EA game or from 
like competitively EA games I'm sure like if you play them competitively they're fantastic but I wasn't ever a big fan but after Battlefront 1 did you expect anything good? Uh, I did because they said they had learned and Battle, Battlefield 1 what did they learn? Battlefield what 1. Did, did they tell anyone what they learned? because they every, everything the company the beta was so, is like the, okay, so here's, here's the, the beta was solid the gameplay was refined the fact that heroes were a random token that you found on the map gone the fact that there's more than four maps and they were going to give everything out for free awesome no can season pass can you imagine if they had like a kind of like how Doom has it in their multiplayer where you can just go demon if you go and find that one thing <laughs> and then you jump into it and then it's like oh cool that's that, how heroes that work. guy got that, Darth Vader that's how heroes <laughs> work to battle from and yeah. what it used to be is people used to just camp in their base you used to stand still and go AFK until the token appeared see I've not pl- I've not played a Star Wars Battlefront game just played since two the good years. Ones. since PlayStation 2 Star Wars Battlefront 2 just wait always I, the super battle droid they turned yeah, they turned on they, they, create, they created a new service for Battlefront 2 on PC yeah they did so just go play because, that because people done. are still dedicated because it is a good game it's so much fun okay. yeah. I still play when so I go when mine I go to is my, still better because it has more maps so. when I go to my oh, no, parents place they put, the, they put the one maps in too didn't they yes in the new one yeah yeah when, when right. I go to my brother my brother and I go to my parents place we have that set up yeah, co-op. Cool. Right, room. you had two oh, split screen. Who was that? Yeah, I played. He I was stormtroopers. I was drawing. On my PS Vita, I bought a PSP game, uh, and it was uh, Star Wars Battlefront Elite Squadron, where you play as this clone of a Jedi, but like you're in the Clone Wars, right? And then one of you splits off and becomes, uh, it goes bad, and then you split off and you become a Jedi. So because you're like the clone of a Jedi, you become this clone that became a Jedi. He becomes a clone that becomes a Sith. And it's this really cool thing. And then the, after the Empire like implodes, you go and wipe out the last of the Empire and you f- meet your clone again. And yeah. you fight him. Like, and you fight him like, throughout this kind of historical event. And as you go through, your character on the, on the title screen gets older. And it's so cool. And I'm like, this is so awesome. But what you did was you fought on the ground, went up into the sky. You could just fly. You didn't have to like... Jedi exit, flight. Go into a different thing. And like the map was the air, like space. Mm. But you fight on the ground, fight in the sky with your ships, and then you would fly out to space, and then you could fly back down. Yeah, that was so much fun. But I only played by myself because it's on my PS Vita. And, <laughs> you know, ad hoc goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> so here's my thing though: the, the 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 game is overall is solid. I'd give it a seven out of ten. All right, minus all it's evil. It's just um, why do anything else? I guess just to end end it on this note is. Yes, you can choose vehicles, but why choose vehicles and fly around in the sky? You've got to hope that other people have chosen vehicles and no, yeah. because you get separate star cards for your vehicles. Yeah. Everything has star cards. Each hero has their own individual set. Each role has their own individual set. All the hero ships have their own individual set. It's it's strange. I, I got it because I love large-scale games. I love Battlefield. Um, I love Battlefront. I love those large-scale games. And, so, and to be honest... $55 Harvey Norman day one price yeah I was like 55 bucks I can, I'm happy with this but it definitely I wouldn't recommend it unless you're a dedicated <laughs> fan um, but that's how I'm going to end it dedicated fan who can take the criticism of the game not a die hard yeah. yeah so that wraps it up so we had a good old chat about Justice League good old uh, long chat about Justice yeah, League I'm not sure it's going to be interesting what it's like when we come out of the edit I'm not sure how much was really relevant or how much <laughs> it's just like droning off about genuine comics 
stuff. Yeah. Disinterest in the film. A little bit of a chat about what's happened with Disney and stuff like that, just because I thought we're talking about comics, let's have a little bit of a whiz. Uh, it sucks that Marvel Heroes is down. Anyone who loses a job is going to suck. But, you know, from one bad, from one mild thing to at least Disney know that this isn't, as much as it is brand protection, games don't want microtransactions at that level. Yeah. Awesome. So awesome. So I'm Chris. I'm the owner of Salty Studios. With me is Addison, the leader and director of Salty Studios Network, who was lovely enough to put the podcast together. Well and with us was Grady Lynch, our community manager. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, next next week, uh, I believe we have a special guest that I'm just we're waiting to confirm on. He was the same special guest we were talking about last week that we still... He has pretty much said that he's going to be here next week, yeah. so we're, we're pretty keen for that. Awesome. So thank you and good night. Next week we'll play a backwards fiddle. Yeah. <laughs>